0: The following article is reprinted in an issue of the fraternal review from the southern california research lodge but it is originally from a short talk bulletin may 2012 published monthly by the masonic service association and i highly recommend you check out their website and their podcast Um, i think we're okay sharing these articles because we don't Get any money, we don't pay, we don't uh, request any money, we don't get paid for any of this, we just do it to share information on Freemasonry. This article is Scripture Passages in Degree Work by Thomas L. Winter. Right Worshipful Brother Winter is a past master of Eclipse Lodge No. 259 in the Grand Lodge of New Jersey. He is a past district ritual instructor and a member of the Education Committee and the Committee on Ritual for the Grand Lodge of New Jersey. This paper, fully titled, Scripture, Passages in the Three Symbolic Degrees, Their Meanings as They Relate to Freemasonry, was originally presented in 2011 at New Jersey's Masonic Literary Organization, the Society of Saints John, and that's from the editor of the, the reprint. The Entered Apprentice Degree, Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life, for evermore. It is good and pleasant for brethren to dwell or meet together in unity. This verse states that as brothers we are joyful and at ease when we are meeting together. Brethren who are thus joined together receive the benefits of the goodness and pleasantness that unity produces. That is why we should yearn for this unity, because it is right, good, and fitting, and because it is lovely, attractive, and appealing. Verse 2 and 3 offer two examples of unity. Aaron was Moses' older brother and spokesman, and was consecrated Israel's high priest. The precious ointment, or sacred oil, used in the consecration ceremony was infused with many spices and aromatics, thus giving off a very pleasant aroma, and was only used in this one ceremony that of anointing the high priest. A small amount of this precious oil was enough to drip from his forehead through his beard and enter the cloth of his robe, overpowering earthly aromas down to the bottom or skirt of his garment. If one were to smell that aroma again, it would bring back memories of a pleasant, happy ceremony. The dew of Hermon would never have reached the mountains of Zion at Jerusalem, as it is too far away. Thus we must view dew as the giver of life in an arid region." Symbolically, by comparing unity to dew, this togetherness was declared to be conducive to growth and prosperity. Dew is one of the sources of nourishment for strong and healthy plants. As such, unity promotes strong, healthy growth and prosperity. Therefore, the Lord commanded that it is vital the brethren live in peace and happiness with each other. By extending the fellowship of a lodge, we sense that Masonic brotherhood will never end. Fellowcraft Degree. Amos 7, chapter verses 7 and 8. Thus he shewed me, and behold, the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line, and with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said unto me, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, A plumb line. And then said the Lord, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. Now, I'm going to make a quick editorial here. This is not what is used in the Fellowcraft degree in California. So this must be a New Jersey. In construction, the plumb line tests whether what was erected is perpendicular to the square. That is, if it is straight up and down or upright. It provides a standard against which one can measure what he has built. Metaphorically, when God draws near with the plumb line, he is looking for those people who are living and abiding in his grace and his law. As Freemasons, we treat the plumb line as the emblem of truth and right. God was very disappointed with the Israelites. He, and he alone, delivered the nation of Israel from Egyptian slavery to freedom. Through his many miracles, he continued to prove his love for his chosen people, yet the Israelites continued to be stubborn and disobedient. On numerous occasions, God tried to bring his people back into fellowship with him, but the Israelites always fell back into their bad behavior. God chose to give Israel one more chance as the prophet Amos described God standing on a wall made with a plumb line. This wall represented the founding of the just and upright nation of Israel. However, the plumb line in His hand represents God's strict view of the judgment He will use when judging His people's inequities. Further, by stating that He is setting the plumb line in the midst of His people, He is stating that He will be judging their actions not from afar, but in their midst. There will be no mistake. God will be with them, viewing their behavior, determining their righteousness. Plums, squares, and levels are all used in building temporal edifices and must be accurate for the building to stay erect. As masons, we are taught to use them symbolically to keep our moral building erect. The plum is specifically used to judge our own moral work and the work of others. As masons, we must judge our own work by our own plumb line, not using another's plum. If our moral edifice is raised by our own plumb, square, and level, in other words, our own moral standards, then the supreme grand master of the universe will favorably judge us. Now, I'm again going to break away from the article and share the uh, passage that is read in the fellow Catholic in California. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And now back to your regularly scheduled article. So now we're going to go through the Master Mason's degree, Ecclesiastes 12, verses one through seven. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because there are few and those that look out of the windows be darkened and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird and all the daughters of music shall be brought low also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. O, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. One can safely assume that the author of Ecclesiastes is Solomon, as the writer identifies himself as the son of David, king of Jerusalem. This verse takes more study than the others, as its meaning for Masons does not come easily. Remember now, thy Creator, in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. This alludes to the fact that as we grow older, each of us fondly remembers the glorious days of our youth, when all things were possible. With the hindsight of age and experience advice is given to youth to gather the harvest while they are young as we age we change and are not able to enjoy things with the same lightness of heart tasks that were easy in our youth take longer or are impossible to do while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened nor the clouds return after the rain refers to the beginnings of the aging process failing eyesight is one of the first signs of aging Also, as we get older, the cloud and rain reference alludes to a longer period of rest and recuperation after activity. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, refers to the hands, arms, and legs that tremble with age. And the strong men shall bow themselves. As we age, our spine contracts, and as a result, we tend to stoop and are no longer able to stand tall. And the grinders cease because they are few, refers to tooth loss common in old age. And those that look out of the windows be darkened, Is another reference to failing eyesight, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low refers to hearing loss. The elderly no longer can hear the noisiness of life, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird means that a long period of sleep is no longer necessary and rising early becomes the norm. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low age brings on changes to the vocal cords making them thicker the elderly voice is no longer melodious sounding more guttural also when they shall be afraid of that which is high in youth we easily scaled heights that in age we are afraid to attempt and fears shall be in the way elderly are often more timid and apprehension is a common trait and the almond tree shall flourish the almond trees blossoms are white flowers which refers to our hair becoming white or gray as we age And the grasshopper shall be a burden. In our youth, hope springs eternal. Farmers during the time of Solomon were fearful of a plague of grasshoppers. The effort to rebuild after a catastrophe is not that easy with the elderly. As we age, muscle tone is often lost, and lifting even a small amount becomes an effort. And desire shall fail. In our youth, we often dream and have an expectation that some dreams will come true. As we age, we realize that our time is rapidly coming to a close. Because man goeth to his long home refers to the grave, and the mourners go about the streets. Ancient people often had official mourners who made public proclamations about the deceased. Or ever the silver cord be loosed refers to the spinal cord. In age the muscles of the back can no longer support the body. Or the golden bowl be broken. The golden bowl refers to the human skull. The broken reference alludes to diminished mental capacity. Senility and Alzheimer's disease is common in the aged. The pitcher be broken at the fountain, or having the desire to urinate but not be able to do so. Or the wheel broken at the cistern, the wheel refers to the heart, and the cistern refers to the blood in the body. If the wheel or the heart is broken, then the cistern or the blood, the giver of life, can no longer circulate. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. The internment scripture passage that Masons use in the funeral oration is earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. As the body decomposes, our earthly remains return to the earth, and our spirit is returned to God who gave it. As the candidate for the Master Mason degree here is Ecclesiastes 12, he might conclude that this part of Master Mason degree is very sad. This piece of scripture describes how the physical body ages and fails. Hopefully, these accurate descriptions will make the candidate carefully consider the choices he has made thus far. While the passage accurately describes the deterioration of our physical temple as we travel through life's joys and tears, we must remember that our ending is the same as our beginning. The Lord created us, gave us His commandments of law, and it is to Him that we return, which is the final triumph, the one which treasure in life that cannot be taken away. Masonry encourages you to live your life properly. Brotherhood and the unity it provides make living worthwhile. Living a moral life not only creates a happy life, but also is pleasing to our great Creator. We are able to view old age as no longer being the evil days, but reminds us of the harvest, the love, the friendships, the experiences, and the fond memories, the true cornucopia of receiving plenty. When our toils of earth shall have ceased, and all our chastening sorrows have been done away, May he raise us to the enjoyment of faithless light and immortal life in that heavenly kingdom where faith and hope shall end and love and joy prevail forever. So mode it be. Now this isn't part of the article, but I have heard other interpretations of this this passage. Uh, I think what I'll do is I'll try to find some of those and probably do a whole other podcast just comparing the various interpretations of Ecclesiastes uh, 12, which is repeated in the master Masons degree. So stick around for that. And until then, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.